Well, I invited somebody to meet up that day and I did see them, but they ignored me right before this. (laughs) Hello, listener, and welcome to This Poem's For You the show where we learn the story behind a poem, meet the person who inspired it, and surprise them with a new original poem written on the spot. I'm Molly Thornton, and in the lockdowns of the pandemic, I worked with West Hollywood City Poet Laureate Brian Sonia Wallace to create a poetry hotline that enabled people to call in during Pride Month to have a poem written for them by an LGBTQ plus poet on the topic of their choice. Today, Brian is speaking with Jazz, a poem recipient who encountered Pride Poets back in 2019 in person at a Dyke Day LA event. At that time, Jazz needed a poem for some fresh heartbreak, but three years later, things look quite different for him. What Jazz doesn't know is that the original Pride Poet who wrote for him is listening in to write them a new poem based on the update they give here. Enjoy! Welcome to This Poems For You. I'm Brian, use he, they pronouns, I'm in WeHo, and today we have a poem recipient from our very first year doing Pride Poets, writing poems for people at uh, Pride Festivals, here to talk about the poem that they received almost three years ago. Can you introduce yourself for us, please? My name is Jazz Bren. I'm in Glendale, California. And my pronouns are he, him, his. Super excited to get into the poem. But before we begin, uh, let's just do a little temperature check and see how we're doing today. And as poets, we always want to do that with a metaphor. So if you can give us a a metaphor for how you're doing today. For me, I think I'm like the sesame seeds from the bagel I ate this morning that are still stuck in my teeth. Today I am a rock in the river and the water is flowing past me. What? What? Okay, well, you're officially hired. Want to come be a poet next time? A rock in the river. I love that so much. Cool. Let's get right into it. Can you let us know a little bit of how you came to have a poem written for you? Okay. In 2019, on June 8th, I went to Dyke Day LA at Elysian Park. And I met up with Jen Chang, and she was doing poems for people. The poems could be for a pet or a loved one that passed away or somebody you love or just about love in general. Uh, My poem was more so about love in general and finding love and kind of just um, what I desired at the time. I love that. We're going to get into the backstory, but first, I'm, my interest is, Pete, can we hear this poem? Would you share it with us? Sure. A feather that finds me coming from a cluster and breaking off to float and fly my way. Endless smiles and laughter echo with the dancing beats in my chest, finding my home with my somebody. Love plays with my hair, stares in my eyes, hugs me so well, holding me so tight, giving me comfort and the feeling to be free. Love knows its way to find me and feel safe. 
love looks into my eyes and knows me so well. I love that. The the feeling of that poem for me is like, it's a hug. I love the, it's echoes with dancing beats in my chest. Like there's something so, so embodied about it. Do you remember what you told Jen to, to get the poem? Um, yeah, Jen was asking me a few questions and just, um, was asking me what love meant to me. And, you know, um, I gave her just like some of them, some of the ideas, but it was like mostly us working together to like come to the final piece. And what was, what was kind of going on in your life? Where were, where were you at with love when, when that was happening? Well, I invited somebody to meet up that day and I did see them, but they ignored me right before this. Ah! (laughs) Um, But I was still hopeful and I still, um, you know, desired to be loved. (laughs) I had been single for a while after uh, five years and I had also uh, did a big move from Hollywood to the IE. So I just had like a desire to like find new friends and new people to be around. Um, But I also had like a fear of rejection and insecurities at the time. Um, I was also barely coming to terms with my gender and hadn't like came out to anybody yet. Mm. So I feel like um, there was like a lot of things that I was internalizing. Uh, Love felt like it was just a dream. Even that first line, the feathers, there's a little bit of that that sense, right? Like something airy, something you can't quite grasp onto. Wow. What did it feel like when when Jen read the poem to you and, and gave it to you? It felt amazing. It felt like a warm hug. It felt like um, I was seen and I was heard and I was able to put my feelings on paper. Hmm. I think it was like um, healing for me. In that context, it was more of like a communal healing, like letting people know how I feel and um, finding some middle ground. I felt supported. I felt a lot. I felt loved from Jen. And you knew Jen before, right? What was what's your backstory with Jen? Um, I've done some personal work uh, for Jen. I do like private care. For people and yeah I had known Jen and Potato for a few years so it was very uh it was lovely to see them and run into them and Potato for those who don't know is is the name of Jen's dog um my <laughs> one of my favorite dog names ever I think you said personal personal care what does that mean it's just like um home organization uh cleaning um, taking care of people with different disabilities. So just uh, helping out. Gotcha. I love that. Such a cool intention and such a, like, I see that in just talking to you for a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh, of course, of course you do that <laughs> and can like help people with that. So this is, this is the big question. And this is part of why we're doing this podcast, because you got this poem back in 2019, right? Yes. So there's presumably a few things have changed in the interim. Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, about, give us give us the update. What's changed since you got this poem? A lot has changed since this poem. And I've done a lot of self-reflection 
while I've been doing the notes for this. <laughs> but yeah, so now it's been about three years since the poem. And I've been dating somebody for two years and we live together. So when I read the line about finding my home with my somebody, it resonates with me. Um, when I read this poem now, I can feel the emotion. I can hold it close to me and I can see the love around me physically. It feels like it was moments before everything fell into place for me. I longed for love and to be seen and to be accepted. But in order to find that, I had to like look into myself and love what I see. Mm. So in, if I can compare, I mean, I'm a lot happier now I have like more stability and I found the love that I was desiring at the moment hmm. I love that it's so cool too that just coming on like led you to like there was a moment where I could see you're like reading from your journal and like really thinking through in writing right in a different sort of writing like what that looks like so you talked about having a poem written for you in that experience. And I'm curious, uh, do you do writing yourself? What's your, your personal relationship with writing? I, I love to write. I use it to heal for myself. Uh, my first introduction, I'm a Pisces. So I used to write love poems and give them to my yes. crushes. <laughs> so, now I mostly just write for myself. I write to heal. Um, it helps me get through things and understand how I'm feeling. It helps me reflect. And I also like to share my poems with people close to me so they can see um, a little bit inside of me. So I think getting a poem written was very nice because you can bring together um, two people's art and find a medium. I also think it's a way to connect with people. Usually um, when we write, it's usually like about intense feelings. So it's nice to be able to share those feelings with other people. I think that it was more vulnerable for me to do this poem in a public setting, but it was nice. It felt like communal healing, especially with all the queer people around me. It was just like a really beautiful place. I love that idea of, of you know, having a poem with two people in, in dialogue being a communal thing. If you were to, with, with all that you've talked about that's kind of changed in the interim, if you were to get a poem today, if you were to find find a, po a, po a poet or, or if Jen was here, what would you want that new poem to be about? If I were to get a poem today... Within the last month, the poems that I have been writing are pretty dark, so it might be a little bit sad. Um, yeah. What's the um, What's the root of that? The root of that is just a current depression that I've been in. But I have a poem if you would like to hear it. Oh my god! Yes. That I've recently written. I'm the last flower to bloom in a bouquet that's already dying. I wasn't the reason you chose the bunch, but I can be the reason you hold on a bit longer. Witch hazel is the last flower to bloom in the fall, a rare phenomenon bearing 
fruit and flower simultaneously, adored by the bugs with no competition, soaking up all the sun the year has left. Am I the ingredients to the last drop of honey? I couldn't be because I've already spread my seeds for my late return next year. I feel like parts of me are decomposing, but I know I'll keep on. My flowers will once again bloom last, fall into me like you fall into love, effortlessly but dependable. I'll be there for you like your next heartbeat, blooming year after year, falling into the cycle of life, dying to feed the earth and eating the earth to live. My roots are in the dirt, I'm grounded. Let me soothe your skin, a natural remedy for your health. Communication without words, cosmic energy. Eating the earth to live. Um, that's incredible. So much of that poem. The um, I love that honey comes into it. Like it brought bees into mind. And so much of it is about flowers. And then this idea of like how flowers are connected to the earth, but also connected to like, that. there's a, a real sense of like the full cycle of the cosmos in there. Yeah, so um, my birth name is actually Jasmine. So I just compare myself to flowers a lot. <laughs> so yeah, and I just love nature. So a part of like how I'm able to understand my own feelings is through metaphor and through um, comparing myself to elements in the world. Hmm. So for, for, for an update poem, you said that it would be kind of a dark poem. What would you want it to make you feel or what would you want it to do for you? Oh, just to bring my feelings that I've been having recently into paper. And I think that it's always good to reflect like in a couple of months because you can see your growth and how things keep going on. Tomorrow always comes. <laughs> right, right. We were talking a little bit earlier about the idea of uh, we were talking about the idea of a poem as a snapshot in time, and I love that. Thinking yes. about update, you're like, well, actually, right now it sounds like you've got lo like love sort of sorted for you, you know, like you've got you've got that on lock, and so you're like, we're moving on, like we've got the next, you know, the next thing that's in in your mind. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is fair to say. That's awesome. I love that so much. Can I ask where um, the poem that Jen wrote for you lives now? It just lives in a screenshot. I I can't find it because I read so much and I put it in one of my books. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's the bookmark in one of my books and I have no idea which book it is. That's so appropriate. <laughs> I love that your poem is lost in a book. <laughs> And what's the feeling for you now, you know, three years later, looking at this poem? What is it? What does it do for you? What does it give you? It's kind of nostalgic. I feel like protective over myself then uh, because I was just very young and just finding myself, coming to terms with myself. Um, it's interesting. It's like a photo. And if I look at my pictures back then, like I look completely different so it, it's exciting to see how I grew emotionally and yeah huh. it's really nice to look back and be able to see myself I love that idea because yeah a photo is going to give you like I mean and even emotionally you're in a very different place but yeah a photo is going to give you something different than like a, an emotional snapshot well Jazz, we would love to um 
to do that update poem for you. And who better to do that than your original poet? And we actually um, have Jen Cheng joining us here today. Hi, Jen. How are you? So glad to see you all. Uh, It's really great to see Jazz. It's nice to see you too, Jen. It's a wonderful surprise. I, I love hearing your writing. It's so beautiful. Thank you. What was it like for you, Jen, to hear Jazz talk about the poem that you wrote for him, you know, three years ago now? Yeah, I, I, I know the feeling that we both experience, that vulnerability of having your crush just, like, ignore you. It's just terrible. <laughs> and the ironic thing, and I hope this is okay for me to share, Jazz, is the person you wanted to make a date to meet with you was right behind us. Oh, yeah. Sitting right next to us, ignoring me. Within rock-throwing distance. So I was so heartbroken. I'm like, who is this jerk who can't even wave and say hello and say, hey, I'm sorry, can't hang out. I made commitments with my other friends. You know, like, that would just be polite. And that just is so symbolic of the dyke queer community. When we have an event, it's a small world. Don't think you can hide and don't think you can ignore us without being seen as a jerk. I know that part like the back of my hand. And that's probably why I ran into the girl who was ignoring me. I think all of us remember that from elementary school days, whatever that is, if that's your friend or a crush that just is ignoring you, that's awful. Um, And I'm glad we held um, some space together and, you know, created some kind of feeling of being heard and seen that that's very touching. Thank you. It was nice to share that moment with you, too. And Jen, do you have uh, any other questions you want to ask Jazz, or do you have a follow-up poem uh, ready for us? I'm curious in your writing um, what things might have surprised you. Because I was surprised that we wrote a poem about a feather as your metaphor. Is there any surprising metaphor lately? I think just reading more about, like, death and dying and decomposing and dirt and just all these things that aren't necessarily beautiful when you first hear about it but overall when it all comes together it feels like a cycle so it you find the beauty in it yeah the the breaking down creating new growth Mm, definitely and it's also just about like the sacrifices that we have to give the people we have to let go over time um, while we're finding ourselves and growing. So Jen, do you have a uh, an update for Jazz? Yeah, I wanted to make sure that the ending felt like it really reflected the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. Water flows past me, love hugs me, wraps around me. I'm the rocking river. It was just a dream, like a feather that could not be grasped. It was raw to share feelings in the open. But healing and community, like honey needs a field to form, a team of bees transformed fear. I didn't see the honey as a single flower. Now, sometimes the mud buries me, 
On good days, the light reflects off me. I might be the last flower to bloom, sometimes hidden as a bookmark lost in the books. I see myself more deeply, a rock with roots in the mud, breaking down, creating new growth, blossoming unexpected flowers. I love it. She did it again. (laughs) (laughs) I like the honey references, and I also like the rock in the river. Um, That helps me a lot, like, when I'm meditating. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen lotuses, but there's lotuses that have really deep roots. They require lots of dirty mud. (laughs) Lotus flowers are one of my favorite flowers. I'm from, uh, I grew up in Echo Park. So in Echo Park Lake, everything um, has lotus flowers all over because the lake used to be full of lotus flowers. Wow. So we're mind melding across um, internet distances. (laughs) I was like, the whole time I was seeing lotuses, I was like, it takes forever for them to bloom and they bloom so rarely once a year and you have to get gritty. (laughs) Thank you jazz so much for coming on and Jen, thanks so much for being here and updating the poem. Um, It's really interesting to think about the way that the focus has kind of shifted in terms of what you're thinking about jazz and and what you need a poem about. I always say it's not that you want a poem, it's that you need a poem. You just have to figure out what what you need it to be about. I'd love to take us out by giving each of us three words. So three words that bring together um, your experience here today. I think mine are earthy, smiling, and free? What are yours, Jen? Mud, honey, and warmth. Sounds like we need a mud honey bath. <laughs> Spotting. What about for you, Jess? I would be love, community, and sunshine. Love, community, and sunshine. Love taking it out on that. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us. Thank you to folks listening in. Remember that wherever you're at in your life, there's a poem for that. And this poem's for you. Thanks for listening to This Poem's For You. If you like what you heard, pass this episode along to a friend and rate and review the show. It really helps us spread poetry. You can tag and follow us at Pride Poets on Instagram and find out more at rentpoet.com slash pridepoets. This Poems for You is created by me, Molly Thornton, and Brian Sonia Wallace. Theme music is by Sonder Choi, and cover art is by Adrian Rodriguez. Pride Poets is supported by a grant from the City of West Hollywood's Arts Division as part of the city's We Hope Pride LGBTQ Arts Festival. Find out more at www.weho.org pride. We acknowledge our presence on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the peoples known as Tongva, Keech, or Gabrieleño. 
past, present, and emerging.